just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw, been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Good old boys. I'm Mark. Bog beef. Fredo, sorry, muted. <laughs> Fredo, Fredo tech boomer right now. <laughs> Still got it? Never lost it. Let's get that money. Uh, what you guys sipping on right now? I can't. I was gonna make a funny, uh, a funny reference to like whatever hobbits drank, but I can't. I don't remember. It's like uh, I don't know, honey mead, right? Whatever. I don't know. They were they were uh, uh, drunk and stoned the entire time. Remember? Yeah, they just like to grill and be left alone. Yeah. Um. I. You know that 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 thing where the um. I don't know. There's there's. There's like some kind of uh, philosophy where you think that like words become reality. And uh, I was just thinking about progressivism. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, so, you know, and th- I was thinking about that, um, the name they gave us the Southern gamers. <laughs> Vanity third, I was looking at the table. So right now I'm drinking a sweet tea, which you got, you got to get some, go on some sweet tea. Someone asked me one time, like what brand of tea? <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know. You probably haven't had Southern uh, uh, iced tea yet because, like, uh, <laughs> you know, the way we make it, you don't, you're not going to be uh, the leaves. It doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> but uh, that's really regional too. The farther south you go, the more sugars and that stuff. Like yeah. In, in, in Virginia, the version of like iced tea that we drank was nothing. Like when when McDonald's started selling sweet tea, it was it was shocking how sweet it was. Yeah, but I, but apparently that's just like if you're in South Carolina, Georgia, whatever. That's just how you roll. Yeah, and like and so, it's that's not always like that. And like generally, uh, like the the hotter, the hotter it is, the more it's going to be that 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 ultra sweet stuff. Which like you know it makes sense. We it is. Uh, it got to be like a buck oh seven today. So you know if you don't understand like why Southern sweet tea is like that, walk outside where it's buck oh seven. You'll, you'll get it. I was painting outside today. Down here, it was only 92, but a lot more humid, I think, than when you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just like, it. it, it, it is, I mean, it, it just is, it is more temperature. But so I've got that going on, which, you know, you could you could imagine that. Also got this other drink, which I, I, I keep boosting it because, like, no one talks about it, but it, it is like, um, it is the most, like, podcast or gamer drink possible. We got to get a sponsorship going. It's called Muscle Monster Energy Milk. Uh, sorry, muscle. Yeah, Muscle Monster Energy Milk. So it is, it is a a protein powder. So like that's you know it's just you know it's start starts out it's it's a it's a, a sorry Muscle Monster Vanilla Energy Shake Protein and Energy Drink. Um, <clears throat> so it is a it is a a protein shake. B milk, C uh, energy drink, and D it's a monster all at the same time. I mean, it is like just every you're just good to go. Yeah, you've got all the major food groups covered there. Yeah, can't, can't get behind the energy drinks because I can't. So I can't have caffeine late in the day, uh, even though like I would be able to fall asleep. I know that it messes with my sleep quality. So I usually cut that early in the day. I drink the exact same thing every single stream, diet A and W. It's the only diet root beer that's any good. Nice. Does it got cap- A and W? Does that get? Oh yeah, it doesn't have caffeine. There's no caffeine in root beer now. 
there was a our our friend um not gourd on twitter released a poll asking about who cracking the can at the start of like almost every every um live stream that we do and uh two-thirds of you of, of you said it had to be bald beef you're wrong it was me me every time every single time it was me and it was on purpose and i'm never going to reveal what it is never yeah i think uh yeah if it was beer it would have been likely me though um <laughs> yeah someone says mcdonald's iced tea is good yeah yeah it is yeah it is uh it's it's not it's not really oh, by the way oh yeah so i was gonna say in the south we also have this so you don't always make it like this nuclear stuff. There's another version, especially using like orange pico. Uh, you can have that hot or with a little bit less less sugar, so you can kind of taste it. That's the thing that happens. But um, okay. So first off, before we get started here, today is a very special day. Very special day today. Um, today is the Orange Men's Day. This is like the Fourth of July for the Irish for the uh, for the Ulster Ulster uh, Irish. What are you guys you guys going and burning some some Republican flags? <laughs> I don't know that that's that's been in the news today. There's a lot of people upset about that. They 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 get drunk and they um <clears throat> if you look it up, it's it's funny because it is kind of like I mean these these are these are kind of violent people. And so like, you know, they they get fucked up and they and they burn Irish flags and stuff. Uh but if you look up on the website, it it's like it says like why the holiday is there, and it's just it's immediately defensive. You know, it says like <laughs> it it encourages historical education, etc. Yeah, heritage it, uh, not hate. Yeah, exactly. And it uh, anyway, so if you, <laughs> people don't know about it, it um they call it the twelfth, and it commemorates the Battle of the Boyne. So where I'm from, people with regard to the Northern Ireland conflict, where I'm originally from, like people get very into that, but on the other side, like. People used to drive around with those bumper stickers that say, I think it's like 26 plus six equals one or whatever, mm. like the, you know, the Catholic side of the thing. But what's funny about that is if you're not, so like where I went to school, there's only two kind of people, Italian and Irish. That's it. Right. But like, because of that, that's their thing. Like, I know nothing about that conflict because I'm not on the Irish side of like the ethnicities where I grew up. Like the Italians, we just ignore all that stuff. We don't know nothing about it. Yeah, the uh, there there is almost 600 parades today, which is insane. There's not that many people there. Is, is this the parade that they had in New York in the in the 1800s that uh, yes had all those <laughs> had all those people killed and it led to the downfall of Boston. One of the things that led to the downfall of Boston. Yeah, yeah, the, he was involved in a lot of riots. This riot didn't go so for, go well for him. The date commemorates the uh, uh, when. King William of Orange defeated uh, King James II. So this is like, you know, the Orange Men stuff. They get wild. They're they're, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, okay. So uh, moving on. Uh, someone we respect greatly is the elder statesman of of our craft, Mencius Mulbug, Curtis Yarvin, writer on uh, Substack. What what is it? Gray with an A. Gray, yeah, gray with an A, like the American way, yeah. Substack.com. Uh he dropped he dropped a piece the other day. When he drops the piece, it's always news. Everyone reads everyone reads Curse This is one of the things that's like it, I don't like I don't know much about people like Andrew Sullivan or, or who's that that like lesbian woman that was at the New York Times and now she's at Substack? Ari Weiss. How can you forget? Because there was once that article that came out 
that included the phrase figures like Bog Beef and Barry Weiss. <laughs> I don't even remember that. That's hilarious. I'll remember that. For, <laughs> I went, I've tried to find it again. It was like, it was a medium thing, but it was from somebody. It wasn't like medium just by some rando. Like it got decent circulation and it was like, <laughs> it was talking about like figures on like the new online right wing. And it was like diverse figures such as, Barry Weiss and podcaster Bog Beef. Bog <laughs> Beef, Barry Weiss, things of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. So one thing about so uh, I, I don't think I, I I don't really know much about her, but I don't I don't read her stuff. I don't really care for Andrew Sullivan. I don't have anything against him. Um, uh, uh, or, or you know, but I do like Curtis Yarden. But any of these people, it's like you could. I don't think that it, you'll ever be able to cancel people like Barry Weiss or Andrew Sullivan or Curtis Jarvin because they, the thing is like uh, if you look at their readership, so whatever you want to think of them, a lots and lots of people want to read the words they write. That's really rare. That, that means that you have, um, I don't know what, but that means that like it's hard to, to F with you. If you have that, you know what I mean? Yeah, you've you've got an audience already. They can't take away your audience. Like you, you, that that's the you can't cancel someone who people want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, this is the kind of thing like you can you could fire them and send them to another platform, but their people will just go with them because people want to read what they write. That is really rare. There's a lot of people writing a lot of bullshit no one cares about or we just read the headlines over, but these people like and like I said, I only, only one of them that I even like is but I like Curse Jarman. People read people want to read what he writes, even if they hate reading and stuff. But um, okay, so he dropped this piece about the hobbits and the elves and the dark elves. And um man, it was a stinker. But 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 let's let's start out and say that um we I mean I I highly respect Curtis Jarvin. Uh this isn't like a thing where we want to where we hate him or anything. He wrote a bad blog post or one that we disagree with. Yes, and Merrick did a quote tweet about it, and it blew up. So we should give you a platform to speak about. By the way, this people... this one's free, right? Anyone can read yes. this. Yeah, this is free. That's why I have it up here. It's uh, called "You Can Only Lose the Culture War." Uh, so <laughs> the thing is, there were a lot of reactions to what I said, and the reaction I didn't like was, "I can't believe anybody ever thought this guy was smart. Why did anybody ever listen to him?" It's like, well. I think he's smart because in 2007 he named it the cathedral and he explained it in in ways that are extremely friendly to uh, to hobbits like me, right? I, I read I read his uh, unqualified reservation, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I read that and like I was like, oh yeah, okay, that that makes sense to me. It's like obviously he's very good at describing it describing like, the institutions that run the country. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's what. So describing power, he's he's unbeatable. Uh, also, people that like are, are ostensibly like I don't know, against him and stuff. Like you can read that latest thing that 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 Rufo leaked of his own thoughts on or how to to who's going to proceed. And like that 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 isn't written the same way as it was if Yarvin didn't exist. Yeah. Okay. So let's. We 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 said the, we said the nice stuff like and this is true we have him on the show we might have him on the show again but he's he's incredibly wrong about this like and the first thing is you can you can see here he starts out let's not label red and blue America let's say that there are elves and hobbits right well there are a lot of problems with that framing the first being that we're not fucking hobbits like hobbit like to to call to call your the people he says that he's in alliance with hobbits. You're saying that you're you're little, you're weak, you're fat, you're useless, you're not, you, you can't 
defend yourselves. They're not hobbits. Where if if you're if you're going by the the framing of, of you know, the the Lord of the Rings, uh, we're the humans. We're the men. And in the story, the elves are not the rulers of Middle Earth. Uh, elves are people whose time has passed. They're they're leaving, and the last thing they do is to is to help the humans fight to fight evil. So like this this doesn't really track. But I mean I, that that I guess that's like you know fantasy novel nerd talk. But, like it, it is kind of important. Like the that's not the role that elves serve in the story. So it's kind of off to a bumpy start already, right? I should say I have never read. Lord of the Rings, nor seen any of the movies. So I'm only learning about this through the context of this article. I did not even know there were human beings in Lord of the Rings, but I'm taking yeah. your word. I'm taking your word for it. Oh man. I, I highly suggest it. Watch the don't watch the, the director's cut. Watch the, the theatrical release. <laughs> you can really just watch the first two. Um just like the the pure action of it. And and also Vigo Mortensen is like it's just like a t- like remove everything else and it's still like a top 10 action guy uh portrayal by the way i'd also say like if, if these people are the l's these people are the humans alex jones is tom bombadil <laughs> if you've never read the book tom bombadil is this weird character who's like uh he's extreme he's extremely he's not like anybody else in the story he doesn't really make sense there's like speculation that he represents God or something, right? Right. He could be either like a homeless bum or God or something in between, you know. Yeah, Alex Jones is Tom Bombadil. I like that. Okay. Let's get to the meat of this. All right. We know what the elves want. They want to live beautiful lives. We know what the hobbits want. They want to grill and raise kids. Don't disagree there, right? Yeah, uh, Yeah, yeah, keep going. I I know that there's a problem with who is an elf, but yeah. Even when elves use political power to impose elf culture on you, you cannot use political power to impose hobbit culture on elves. Big problem here, cultures downstream from politics or cultures downstream from power, correct? That's that's like one of the basic points of unqualified reservations. Yes. Well, so why can't you use political power to impose hobbit culture on, on elves? There's no, there's no reason this can happen other than, in, in, in here he says that hobbits always must be ruled by elves. It's, it's just, that's just the way it is. A hobbit always has to be ruled by elf. It, it can be no other way. He doesn't really explain why that's true. Well, see, this is, you know, this gets into the, uh, the meat of a lot, a lot of these things, right? So, um, you know, this, this article was like highly, like everyone was already like, I remember people were saying like, did you see what Yarvin said about Roe? Before he had even said anything, because we kind of like knew that this something like this was coming, right? And like the thing that like so one of his basic things that like that I thought like if he had really hammered this one point home, it would be more difficult to argue with. Which he had this this point that's sort of like if you don't do anything to like gain capture or reduce the the money or power of the major institutions of the left, the the consensus making apparatus, aka media uh, uh, media universities or something, then any sort of victory you have is just like a temporary thing that is, et cetera. But that's not really what was written here, right? Although that part, he's maybe hinting at it, but this, this, this he goes way off. He says that this is a, later on he says this is not a win at all. It's a, it's a false victory or Pyrrhic victory at best. And, and the reason is because it doesn't set you up for further victories in the future however that's that's clearly untrue 
It is really very, extremely untrue because the people on the court who made this decision have not subtly hinted that you could use the same reasoning to get rid of a lot of substantive due, due process, which is like uh, a lot of the a lot of the bullshit that that we complain most about. Yeah, I mean, this if there was ever a way that you could gain political power without cost, this is it. The Supreme Court handing down rulings, you know, legislating through fiat, that's one of them. You don't you're not expending anything other than he says that this is going to mobilize wine moms to vote in the midterm elections, which oh, okay, but like I think they had that demographic wrapped up already, right? Like and, I don't and it's not going to I mean they were already pretty motivated too, right? Because like they, you know, there's always impending fascism or whatever, so like you know, like the pe- why moms are not like nowadays, like voters that might sit out that you have to motivate to go out to the polls, right? Like people that might sit out are like chuds, right? Like if nobody's really getting them fired up or representing them or even a lot of senior citizens, right? Like they, you know, you might be able to like get them keyed up depending on specific issues of the day, but like you know, suburban wine moms with like, you know, PMC husbands, like that's not, that's not a, a group that you, that needs any motivation to get out to the polls and vote. <laughs> yeah. These people are, <laughs> I've been, I've become, uh, you know, psychotically, uh, uh, activated. Yes. But <clears throat> I mean, I don't know when you want to bring up the, the, the main thing that, that Tinkzor brought up, which is a huge blow against all this stuff, which kind of, ruins this whole paper oh but i want to start on something that that is that is before we get there where you talk about like well you know hobbits don't impose on elves okay there's this thing that like keeps happening when you talk to people on online right that it's like it works like this okay so if you go to court or um let's or no let's say you're the president or something if you want to have any political power at all you will need a lawyer you will need a lawyer. Like you physically, like you must have a lawyer, a guy in a suit that went to a big university uh, uh, that, that's passed the bar. This is different than having like the, uh, the class of lawyers, like, you know, like the, the, or I forget the, the union of trial lawyers all like you because you know, this like this, this thing is, is totally insane. So like, you know, they, any kind of like any, do you think of all these these people who've who've made great fortunes and of politics and what they'll they'll throw this they'll they'll discount this by saying like well they just like you know took advantage of some public unrest or uh, or some little demagoguery or something which is like no like uh, uh, politicians are leaders they're leaders right and so like when you know when you have all this conflict in the, in the Roman Empire. I know that, like, when you read the story, you're just reading about guys like Caesar and stuff. But they're they're leaders, and they command armies of people, right? So, like, when armies fight, it's not just generals fighting. Although that is how we, you know, we we, we do it in the story. Like, where does you know when when one man declares war on the Roman Empire, how does that work? Is that works because he has support of normal people. Uh, or, or or his essential coalition, not like a not like a plurality of people, or not like a majority, of, but people with with concerns that are able to help you. And so this is the, you know this is what they call like demagogy, but that's just like leadership. That's just that is just how politics works. You you 
said it very concisely today. You said that there are a lot of people on the dissident right who think that the existence of generals means that there's such a thing as a soldier. Like yeah. that, that's that's a real problem. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's we we can't you can't okay, go further. The highlighted passage here. Okay. Uh, elves do <laughs> elves do not like to be told what to do by hobbits. Even advice makes elves mad. It is outrageous and disrespectful. And when hobbits coerce elves, utterly unacceptable. Even if any such coercion is only symbolic, it is profound violation of elven rights. Your elf will not just be mad, he will explode, wronged in every fiber of his being. Before you go any further with this, I, I have to know, what is an elf? What makes someone an elf? Like, I, I kind of asked this question rhetorically today on Twitter, uh, well, yesterday on Twitter, and I got a lot of answers. One answer was, like, well, uh, it's it's biological, right? If you were if you were not descended from a landed aristocrat, you can't you can never be an elf. I don't think that that's what Curtis Yarvin means. However, if it is what he means, then I'm an elf, 100% for sure. So I, I guess if 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 that makes me if like if I'm an if in any scenario I'm an elf. No, this makes any sense. Well, yeah, and well, and by the way, if that was the definition, not only are you an elf, but Curtis Jarvin is not, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a direct descendant of some, of the guy who proposed the American independence of the Continental Congress. It's like I, I'm 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 an elf lord. If this is the way if we're doing it, I don't way, think that's if, what he means. Yeah, and by the way, if there was any sort of monarchy in America, it, it resided in the Southern gentry. Uh, also, yeah, yeah. also like uh, you have you guys out there, you may have a college degree and you may think that makes me a peasant. But uh, me inform you that I am a direct descendant of the Trojan Prince Aeneas. So, <laughs> you know, try on the, uh, on the other hand, on one side of my family, <clears throat> I come from uh, essentially just pointless peasant people that are about as tall as they are wide work in the fields. And on the other side, my ethnicity <laughs> name literally is the word that became the English word for slave. So of the three of us, <laughs> I'm hurting if that's the definition. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think that's what he means. The second, the second definition, I guess, could be either your, your, your SAT scores or your IQ or in the things that flow from that decide whether you were an elf. Like you could, I guess you could break it down even further. Like the, you, what you do for a living, your job, your, your, uh, Financial well-being decides if you were an elf or a hobbit. And yeah, and this this is another point that's a, that's a huge tangent. But like, um, I don't think that anyone on the distant right or right wing or whatever understands how nobility and aristocracy worked at all. I, I like I, I I see people just talking about like IQ scores and stuff like this. Um, which by the way, like, who do you think really? I mean. Is there's a good I don't know for sure, but so you know the, the the aristocracy was not the ones that was copying books and stuff all day and doing mathematical experiments. Wasn't that the 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 priesthood? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that this if if this is the definition that we're going with, then the merchant class, the merchant caste are now the nobility. Which right, who were very small who were, were pretty small at, at that time. I, uh, yeah. But the, if that's what he's going with, and I think going from the well, no, I, I won't get this far. But it, you could read this going from what he said in, in, in unqualified reservations that like that 
that determines who's an elf and who's a hobbit. But if that's the case, then the idea that hobbits are always ruled by elves doesn't really make sense. Like, was Thomas Jefferson a hobbit or an elf? Was George Washington a hobbit or an elf? Right? I mean, the... Well, okay, so uh, I don't know if this is a good time to, to slide in. Uh, Distributist Dave had a great thing about this that, that talked about this, the elf part. And um, he says this. Let me quote him. This is from his – I don't know. I'm not sure if I can say that his Twitter name because I don't know if it's open. Uh, let me see. Okay. Um, okay, yes, it is. So he's green, G-R-E-E-N-E, man six on Twitter. Okay. <clears throat> Speaking of bad takes, Uncle Yarv is in rare form today. <laughs> uh, the big mistake, and so this, the, the, okay, so the big problem with this is that he's assuming that there is this Mad Men, um, like uh, a Mad Men elf person that is like, oh, well, I'm I'm into science, not 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 a superstition, so I don't want to be told all this kind of stuff by by, by hobbits, but I'm going to go back to being this reliable. Super normal person. Okay, he says this. Big mistake of Yarvin is the un, is the forgivable generational error where thinkers assume the dynamics they witnessed when they were younger is the same dynamics playing out today. In particular, you can see this in Yarvin's attitude towards the ruling progressive class. Yarvin seems to be, seem to believe this is Brown in 1991. Progressives are mature enjoyers of environmentalism, fine wine, professionalism, and wear their politics like a fashion statement on the way to founding highly productive Silicon Valley companies. This, of course, hasn't been true for like 15 years. Modern millennial progressives are emotional wrecks, unprofessional, and incapable of enjoying things that don't directly flatter their sadistic political urges, which in turn <laughs> uh, devoured all their other interests. To, to, con to continue Yarvin's elf hobbit analogy, millennial progressives are less like Nordic dark elves and more like Warhammer's dark Eldar. Totally corrupted elves twisted to the point of becoming pure agents of sadism with little nobility remaining. <laughs> well, that, that's the, here's the third view that you could take of this. And this, you could also read this from you are that it's like, a, it's entirely a cultural thing. And since culture is downstream from power that simply put, if you replaced the elves in power with hobbits or whatever, you would you would have cha you've changed this dynamic. It's not they're no longer ruling over them. Like it, it, if if it's a cultural thing, culture can be changed. We know this. We've experienced this. My my big problem with either one of these second two ideas about who has the right to rule, and I don't think he's ever been this ex as explicit as he was here. He, he he especially later on, he just straight up tells you like, let me as an elf tell you how things are going to be. Well, you know what? We'll 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 put a put a pin in that when we get to that part. We'll talk about it. Here's here's the more relevant passage right now. When hobbits try to take revenge on elves at large, they are damaging a resource they do not even know they have. There may be some elves, the dark elves, who are actually on the hobbit side, and you can only lose the culture war. You can only lose the culture war. If you lose, you lose. If you win, you really lose. Now the the dark elf. Analogy says that like there's please there's, they're called dro, drow, <laughs> yeah, drizzed erasure. Uh, this idea that there's a cast of people who are natural rulers, and only they can be in charge for for like I guess reasons that are like due to the essential qualities of the people. Because he says specifically, 
El, uh, hobbits always have to be ruled over by elves. Like, whatever. There's this cast of people who are always going to be in charge. And the only way you can succeed, the absolute only way, is to appeal to a, uh, a subsect of that group. Well, the, the, this, to me, strikes as a... Um, uh, what, what do you, I can't even think of the name um, where it's a circular logic or whatever. But, um, so, like, uh, think like this. Tautology uh, or whatever? Oh yeah, it's taught it's tautological. So like only senators, you know, only only presidents will ever live will only ever occupy the White House. Like, well, okay, yeah. But I, I don't that doesn't mean anything. I don't I don't know, like, you know, all, you know, only the CEO will ever run the company. Okay. I don't get it. Um I, I, that doesn't mean anything to me. You know, uh that that tells me nothing about about Donald Trump, Jim Webb, and Nancy Pelosi, you know? It, it's, yeah, it, he's kind of using the point that, like, you you do have to, well, let's not say you have to, but historically you need a Caesar, right? You need, you need, you need this figure who will champion your cause. And, like, it's a reciprocal relationship. That's the important thing. Caesar's not just... Caesar doesn't just demand you bow to him and serve and serve him. He he. It's a relationship. Something. You get something from Caesar. So like, these people all usually come from whatever the, the aristocracy, whatever. Like this is a, this is a, a common enough thing that you could say you need one of these guys. That's not the same thing as like that. You need this entire class of people. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know. Like I I read this long tedious thing by one of these guys. That he was, you know, he just read so much into the fact of like whether or not the number one guy was a like was a peasant or not. You know, this is like like uh, you know, like what what does that matter? Do you not understand what a leader is? Like you 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 really need to understand what a leader is. Like you you must. Yeah, uh, he he then goes on to he's like you can't win. You can only if, if even if you win, you really lose and. When he, what he means by this, I, I think, whether he realizes it or not, is that when you, when you, the hobbit, uses your the political power that you've gained to do things that hobbits want, that's an that's an L because like the whole point of of the hobbit existence is that you are going to serve the elves, right? You're you're you you exist as fodder for the elf army. So now, you, uh, when. When the Swedish when the Swedish monarchy dies out, and they 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 go to Bernadotte and they offer him to be the king of Sweden, they offer this to a French Catholic, and they go to a French Catholic and say, "You, we would like you to be the king of Sweden now." Okay, when you go by this elite theory, well, then day you know day two, Sweden is a Catholic country. But that's not what happened. He walks in, he says, "Well, what are you guys doing?" Well, I'm going to do that as I'm going to lead you. What are your interests? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be your leader. This yeah, is I all mean, very simple to me. I mean, it, you can see this in, in Trump, especially Donald Trump is a cosmopolitan guy. He's got. He's had what four wives. He doesn't go to church. He started running for president. And he immediately goes on stage wearing a trucker hat and he hugs a flag. And when he's asked about the road decision, he goes, like, "Oh yeah, it was God, God, God's hand that did this." And it's like, do you think Donald Trump believes that? I don't know, but. Probably not. Donald think, Trump's saying I think he Bernadotte would have understood that. Yeah, it's very simple. Like you're 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 you have a if you're a leader like that, you have a job. And you 
you can't, one thing, you can't have that job and you shouldn't have that job if you go into it with this attitude. Like, you people exist to serve me. Because if you do that, you're not going to, you're, you're going to end up being a bad leader. Even if it's, even if it was true, you, sh it would be, you would make you a bad leader just by, just by internalizing that. My favorite one of those, by the way, not to get too far off topic, is when Maximilian Habsburg got the opportunity to become emperor of Mexico and became uh, El Emperador Maximiliano. He ruled from an, literally from an Aztec palace. This was the <laughs> most, <laughs> yeah, the most European. I mean, this is literally the most European man you could imagine could have had anything built in Mexico to you know match his taste his European tastes and he ruled from an Aztec palace. Famously, Cleopatra was like the first uh she basically took the throne from her brother because she learned to speak the the, the language and presented herself as an Egyptian. Uh this uh a fellow um a boss tweed uh boss tweed was a Scots Irish Protestant when he got to be of age to get into a leadership position, he went to the know nothings. He went to the Masons, and he said, "I want to, I want to be a, I want to be a guy. I want to move up." And the Masons and the know nothings said, "We don't have anything for you. You're, you're, you're Scots Irish. You're not connected to the the families of the real Protestant, the Pilgrim families." So he said, "Fuck you!" And he led, and and he never, and I mean, he didn't convert to Catholicism, but he definitely led a a, a Catholic political clique. No problem. Because the you know imposing his own beliefs that's that's not really the job of of a of of a political leader. You could if you there's a job you could if you want to do that you become a pastor. That's fine. <laughs> well, you could do that. There's a lot of people, great men, that do that. But it's not the same thing as a political leader. Okay, let's move on. To hobbits, this tactic of provoking the elves seems effective because they learned it from their own enemy, for whom it is effective. The natural instinct of the underdog is a copy of the overdog. Their main tactics are good for the goose or the gander, but there's no symmetry. For the overdog, making the underdog mass an excellent tactic is a way to induce fear biting, a violent response to non-violent abuse, but sorry, non-violent abuse. Observed casually, this creates a superficial narrative in which the underdog looks like the instigator. Now, he's got a good point here. We saw this happen it, it, like at it, it the at the lowest levels in 2020, you know, people like uh, I, we're going to surround your car or whatever, and then drag you out of it if you if you try to drive past us. It's it's true that you can't just do this tit for tat. However, ro like the overturn of Roe versus Wade is the worst example. If you're saying like this is something you can never do, because this does actually give the right uh, the right an opportunity to. In, in, engage in baiting fear biting out of people because I don't know if you've paid attention if you've, anybody's been paying attention but like the the libs have gone crazy about Roe and what was their reaction to it well proposing all these proposing bills that would uh, they're demanding the president of the United States pass a law that makes abortion legal again which they can't they don't have the votes to do and when the president's office said he released a plan that was not that because it's not within his power. He got just fucking skewered by the by the media that's handled them with kid gloves for a while. And then you have these crazy pink-haired people who are who were attacking Catholic churches. They were at attacking clinics. The, the Department of Homeland Security was saying, "Be on the lookout. When Roe gets overturned, we don't know what's going to happen." Like to me, that seems like that's a really that's the response of, of, of an animal that's that's. Engaging, getting ready to engage in fear biting. 
I, I think this is an understandable uh, thing that comes from being a California Republican where you're always in fear of daddy taking off his belt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so like, you know, the idea in California is that um, for a California Republican is basically like they want people to, they feel like at some point people will look around and say like, maybe these Democrat strategies aren't working very well. So we should try something else. But so we should just stand on the sidelines, let their stuff fail. So then, then so then we, we could step in and, and do something. But of course that um, I, I think that, I think that's, that, that's where this comes from. Next part. One crucial strategic asset of any underdog effort is that while smaller and weaker, the underdog has more energy, determination, and focus. I completely agree, and this is this kind. Of, I think this undercuts his argument. His argument is, oh, you need to be uh, keeping your powder dry. No, you, you, that that's keeping your powder dry is what you would do if you were in the catbird seat. You're you're saving for a rainy day. If you're the underdog, you don't you don't have that luxury at all. You have to be on the attack because if if you're if you're not if you're not attacking, you're defending, and you're just getting pushed back and pushed back forever. Like they've right. success with with Roe and with gun rights, they've successfully put them on the defensive. And what happened? Like the the he says this in UR too, and he was wrong there as well. Like what what this is going to cause is going to cause a, a huge backlash against the against the right by the progressives. It'll give the give them a, a cause to rally around. Like. They didn't need. They don't need that. They have the media. The media can rally, rally the base at any time they want over any uh, over almost any subject. If they the media will point a camera at uh, a career criminal getting killed by the police and burn cities down the, to the ground. They don't. Yeah. They don't. They, they, this doesn't. There's nothing that you can do that's going to not make Daddy mad enough to get, take his belt off. And it's funny you used to bring it up because in this. In this article, he com- he compares like the right to a battered housewife, and like the, any attempt to use political power is like fighting back, and you're just going to get beaten even harder. Which, like p- power, pa- power is not what he he actually powder is like it's it's literally gunpowder, and we've only got enough for three shots, so you got to save it until you see the whites in their eyes. But that's not true. Power is like a muscle. The more you the more you use it. Like the, the better you get at it, and, and the better you feel, and you could tell this because what happened in 2016, the the right was on the ropes horribly during the McCain and Romney area era, and after the Bush after the Bushes, uh, Trump comes in and it just it, it reinvigorated people, and like the the Supreme Court overturning Roe, did did anybody watch the reaction to that and feel? Wow, that that now the conservatives are really resting on their laurels, and the and the left is is you know they're more powerful than ever. No, the left seemed <laughs> distraught and 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 demoralized by Trump. It. I, Trump's I, literal promise was that you were, we would be winning so much we were actually going to get tired of winning. Remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, which is funny because like obviously no one ever as as uh, Lord Yarvin stuff points out, nobody ever gets tired of winning. Yeah. The, um, okay. So there's one, a lot of, um, I understand what he's saying, but I don't think it applies anymore. So in a different world, in a world that has like a singular ownership of the government by like a public uh, entity, like the wasp or something, and then power sort of works like, like favors and stuff. And, you know, if we, if one side goes too far, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, in the X files, <clears throat> Uh, the wasps like, like, um, 
uh, uh, MLK. But as soon as MLK goes too far into communism, they, they kill him. Uh, and so I understand that, but that's the, the, the thing about, I don't think backlash really exists until the, a big, big, big backlash. So it, backlash is something we've, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're on the right, you should have learned by now that there's no such thing as a woke lash. It's not coming. If, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that I mean that was predicted forever. It was obviously false, right? Like, like you because I mean it's like Merrick says, like you that kind of stuff can really be imposed from the top down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that that opinion can get set, and that goes to why you have to build that culture of these <clears throat> uh, victories piling up, right? Right. So mm-hmm. that you can start to move that public, you know, in the direction you want it to go. Woke lash implies that this is an organic process and that people will naturally just snap back, and they don't do that. What the, the there is mm-hmm. something like the woke lash, which means that the the uh, the further that the Gnostics go with the crazy stuff that they've gone with, it creates more and more people who potentially would side with you. But the thing is, they're not just going to side with you by default. They have to have a reason to think that you can you can protect them, that you can do things, you can change things. And this is like this is what I was trying to explain. I got I caught some heat a while back uh, talking about like you. Why are we distracted by culture war issues when inflation and gas prices are high? Because you have to have you have to have the full package. You have to explain to somebody I can fix like every human every humanly thing possible. I have the answers. I, these people have been doing it wrong, and we're going to do it the right way. And people will follow that, even if you think that they don't. That they would never do it in a thousand years. Like people would never, would never agree to have abortion outlawed. That's that's just not true, man. We 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 we're we're, we're fifty years out from like most people just agreeing that yeah, it's going to be illegal forever. No, no, unless you lived in like Connecticut. It's just like you thought that in Missouri, like you know, Missouri or whatever, abortion was just going to be illegal forever. And then the Supreme Court ruling changed. The media, the media blitzed people. And in a, in a generation or two, it became something that could never be overturned. Well, that's just not how, that's not how this works. Like the man said, culture is downstream from power. The, king, the, the court follows the king, not the other way around. And I also, by the way, just as a side here, because I hear this a lot, I hate the idea that it doesn't matter. Like that, there, there's this sort of idea that it's like, well, we should just be talking about like. And by the way, these things are very important, but like inflation and gas prices, and not worry about like you know, uh, kids getting all kinds of crazy surgeries before they know what's going on. I mean, I don't know, man. That's pretty important. Like inflation is <laughs> very important. Gas prices are pretty important, but that's pretty important. And, and one opinion on some of those things that I've heard like thrown around even by people that I otherwise agree with in this area is like, well, if we didn't have this class conflict or, you know, if the government was still able to provide for, uh, you know, let's say the entire like sort of managerial class and everything. Well, that like, then people just wouldn't be so upset about these issues. They would kind of just be like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, I accept that. I don't know, man. I mean, doing weird stuff to kids, which is what a lot of this stuff revolves around now. At some point, I think you have to just say like, yeah, that's not just like some side issue distraction, right? Like that's a major, uh, like that's a major issue in its own right. And if anyone lost what I was talking about there, 
Unfortunately, I had to be a little vague on a few points due to the fact that we're on Patreon. But yeah, exactly. Well, it, it, by the way, so you know, Sweden and Sweden, liberal Sweden, banned that practice. Um, this is but, the kind of thing that's you know, people tell us that you know you're a psychopath if you uh, think heterosexuality should be um, you know the the standard, you know, or you're this you, this comes from like why did the Japanese ban gay marriage? Why? Where would that where would that thought enter that head, their head? Because they didn't get it from the Bible. Why would someone think that? that? The more in the question is not like what the policy is. It's like, where would they get that idea? That would be very easy for someone, for an American answer maybe 20, 30 years ago. I don't think our elites like even would understand the question anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> let's, let's not get in trouble. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Let me talk about the, the backlash thing anymore, a little <laughs> okay. bit more. Okay, so there's the, the, the idea is that backlash. So um, the thing is, like, uh, we don't – I don't think backlash exists unless you go all the way. Unless you go to civil war or mass violence, then – and the, the limit for that is going to be very high. I mean, it, it, and it probably won't come from policy stuff. It will become from uh, just, like, a, a degeneration of, of – government and supply chain and stuff like that either way like so like if if the second amendment if people came for the second amendment that'd probably be the closest you could come to like a serious backlash but like i i wouldn't want to go down that path like i mean because like if they if you don't go to violence then there's no backlash there's they're just not there's no, backlash doesn't exist anymore in my opinion so there's there's there should be no fear of backlash Okay, let's move on here. Aggressive defense in a culture war is not a bad strategic, strategic idea because it displays some mysterious higher power. In this case, there is no such power. Aggressive defense is a bad strategic idea for other reasons. Okay, I, this, I think that he, in this very article, he's established that it is bad because it displays some mysterious higher power, and that higher power is dark elves, right? The, like, the, the row is bad because it's going to make dark elves angry they're not going to like it that's a mysterious higher power like that's that's the that's is actually the problem here he's saying you're you're going to annoy your betters who might be on your side otherwise if you do any of the things that you want to do like if you want to ban abortion or uh, change the change the legal definition of marriage in the United States in 2022 right you can't do that because he's this is this offends a higher power I think this is kind of undercutting his. I mean, he. I know what he's trying to say. There's, there's no daddy to appeal to here, but I mean, there kind of is. The, the people who, the 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 drove or whatever you want to call them. Uh, after this, he goes through a long battle. Yeah, actually, it's not going to save that many lives. Uh, this this part right here was good writing. Either way, even if I don't yeah, agree with going with this, this was good writing. Yeah, how many they'll send their kids to get an abortion? That's that's true, but this is like. This is apolo you know, apologetics for abortion. And like this is kind of the meat of the matter here is that Curtis Yarvin doesn't want us to doesn't didn't want Roe to be overturned. Yes, yeah, there sorry, you finished. No, you, saying, no, no, no go ahead, go ahead. I was there but I, I also dislike the idea that there is no value in removing the imprimatur on something. There is like even if that thing is still going on in an underground way, in a way that people aren't talking about, you know, like, for instance, 
uh, somebody gets pregnant and they quietly, you know, take a vacation to New York to have an abortion, right? That is still better than just having it locally available and easy to get. Like, I'm sorry, that's just true. Uh, because it, uh, it, it removes the idea that you've just done something desirable, right? Like, and that has downstream effects just by communicating the idea that what you've just done is something undesirable. It's the difference between like <clears throat> pornography on over the air television versus having to go into a red light district to get it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Speed limit. Yeah, exactly. There's also a problem with this that goes back to, um, I don't know if you remember, there was a lot of these, these articles written maybe a couple of years ago where it was like, um, or the left would be like, okay, <clears throat> here's the plan. Um, uh, Mr. Potato Head needs to become they them Potato Head, right? <laughs> this, this is this is the game plan, and so you know they, they roll this out, and then if you say, "Hey, I don't like that. Don't do that, Mr. Potato Head." It's like, look at look at you. What do you care about, Mr. Potato Head? For what? What do you care about this? So you, you know what I mean? Like this is anything. It's like, well, this this doesn't affect anything. Okay, well, this doesn't affect anything. Then then uh, why are we talking? Yeah, then, then who cares? And like that that is uh, sadly this is like a legitimate we we talked about this when Roe was overturned like sadly this is not going to stop. That's you know? such a, a disingenuous argument too. It's like mm -hmm. the uh you know, I live in a conservative area where like uh very publicly a lot of books that are on the New York Times bestseller list for LGBTQ youth were banned from the schools here. Uh, and there's like a woman running for school board here who, instead of at least having the integrity to say, like, I just think we should show middle school kids like, you know, gay sex. Right. She won't say that. Instead, she runs on this idea. Well, I just think we really need to get past all these ideological battles and just work <laughs> on the, the nuts and bolts of education. I hate that. That to me is like the slimiest, uh, most disingenuous I don't even really have words for it. I'm kind of like losing words for it. That kind of shit pisses no. me off so much. Yeah, yeah. But that's right. the essence. That's the essence of managerialism. That's the mm -hmm. all, all, all this stuff. Like that. That is the, the the actual literal hardest thing. Is like, well, there actually is no, there is no debate on right or wrong. It's there's just a technical issue. All right, let's get let's get to the rough stuff. Any elf knows that hobbits could indeed overthrow the elves by force tomorrow. All those guns. But that would require hobbits to be something other than hobbits. Hobbits just want to grill. Hobbits just want to be governed sensibly in a way that makes sense to hobbits so they can just grill. Hobbits have little desire for power and no great talent for it, which is what makes them so easy for elves to rule. And hobbits are not, not in their hearts, into telling elves how to live their lives. Okay, there are things in here that are true. Like, the average person does just want the, the government to function in a sensible way so they can just go ahead and raise their kids and live their lives without being bothered by it. That's true. Like th th also, that is, I, also, there is a class of people that like when they, they apply to college, they say, I'm applying to college because I want to change the world. Right, right. Uh, so that's true. The problem here is, that it, it, in, again, we're – we're getting back to the question, who are elves and who are hobbits? It implies there's an entire class of people who are just like this, but definitionally, and that they, these things are immutable. Now, the, the, la the 
the last sentence, the last sentence is, and hobbits are not, not in their hearts, into telling elves how to live their lives. This is also true. This is like something very American. I think that this is changing right before our very eyes. I think that a lot of, of the quote-unquote hobbits have figured out that it just doesn't work that way, that you have to, you either win or you lose. Curtis Yarvin told us that. Right. There's, there, is a, <laughs> there is a lie in this statement also, though. It's that they don't, they have, hobbits have little desire for power. That's not true. And he has said this himself in You Are. This is a basic biological function of the primate brain. Every monkey wants to be at the top of the hierarchy. But he says that behind every human being, there's a mild-mannered human being, there's a chimp that is just ready to just to go, to go ape shit all over his enemies. And so even the lowliest little hobbit, or whatever you want to call them, it deepens in their hobbit heart, wants to be at the top, wants to have a higher spot in the hierarchy. This is not true. Hobbit, Hobbit, like this. This is the this is the flaw of the hobbits and elves argument. It implies there's some kind of like biological difference between these two classes of people, which you could make that argument. And I would be interested, like I, we we maybe we can get them to come on, and like explain that, because if if that is if this is like a human biodiversity topic, it would get really interesting really fast. Like who's a who's a hobbit and who's an elf? But otherwise, this doesn't make sense to me. What do you guys think? <laughs> I I don't know if I can talk about this in a Patreon friendly way. I don't know. I gotta yeah, don't get it. fired. Don't get us fired. We can just move on. That's fine. <laughs> well, uh, I don't I don't know. Does anybody want any one of these guys, one of these these uh, aristocrats, the soul want to want to take an IQ test against me? So <laughs> I, I am definitely Team Chuck. I mean, there's no part of I, I am not even related to a person with a college degree. I'm not related to one. There's just, just zero people in my world. What you that. the SATs? A good score. I don't want to say. <laughs> Here's but the other thing. Too. I never oh, sorry. Bog, I'll let you finish. Sorry. No, no. I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to. Uh... It's too, it's too <laughs> long to get into, but um, I made it. I, I, I was, you know, uh, loaded the other night and I was tweeting about how much I wanted to, to rule the world. Someone made a video montage of this. So, yes, yeah, I, I would, in fact, do would like to rule the world, too. A lot of these smart, like, bureaucracy managerial types, like the type of people that Yarvin comes from, too, like, they're not, like, they're not natural leaders. Like, they're smart, and, they like, they're good at, like, staffing some, you know, the EPA or some shit, right? But, like, they're not, like... They're not Mussolini. They can't go out there and get like a, a crowd of average Joes fired up to follow them. You know what I mean? So even if you were making this argument that certain people are just born that way, it sure as shit ain't like the people he's talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> okay. Dear Hobbits, the first problem you need to leave to us is the culture war. What you're doing here isn't working either for you or for us. It's making both of our jobs harder. Not only should you not be playing aggressive defense in the culture war, arguably, you shouldn't be playing defense at all. You should be playing offense. You are not equipped to play offense, and we are. So you should support us in playing offense because, like, that's what an alliance means. Except for the fact that they don't agree with the Chuds with regard to any culture war issues. They agree with our current oligarchy. Yeah, I was... My only note, really note about this is that, well, 
it's it's muddled because it's like okay, you shouldn't be playing defense, you should be playing offense, but you should be doing that by listening to us because that's what an alliance means. That's not an alliance. Like an alliance is we're going to get together and do something together. It's not you just do what I said because Stone Cold said so. That's there's a word for that, but it's not alliance. And there are people who can like, if you're Caesar, you can say. Throw in your lot with me, and I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to I'm going to look out for you. I'm going to do the things that you want to see done, and and I'm going to take power. But in the process, I'm going to also move you up on the hierarchy. I don't think that's the same. That's the same thing. But maybe that's what he's trying to get across, and it's not coming out quite right. Yeah. Uh. Someone said that this this a lot of this had to do with like um foxes and lions and stuff. I, I thought Rufo made a good post that like. That shit doesn't really work anymore. I, I mean, like, I get it. Like, if you, if you, if you take individual situations, like, if you say, like, is George Washington a lion or like, okay, you can figure that out. But like, this kind of, uh, and by the way, my favorite one, and I think he was right. Even if you, if, even if you believe in lion and fox all the way, um, the uh, uh, the best is, is Napoleon. Napoleon said. Uh, you, I am a lion and a fox. I, you just need to pick pick when you're doing that. And, and when he was right, like he literally like stayed back doing like uh, uh, logistics and stuff. And when there was a crucial battle, he would move forward and also lead the battle, which was brilliant. But so like so first off, so like remember, there's no real such thing as a lion or a fox. There is an animal. But so you know, this is just like an analogy to help people understand stuff. So I don't think that really helps us understand stuff here. Now, when you go to elves and all this shit distributors talked about why that that's kind of tenuous and then people let's just go to straight aristocrat i don't know if they're really like so you know we've had people tell us in the past week or something so that that uh you know and maybe in individual cases maybe an aristocrat did not need to be involved in military service i guess i don't know queens and stuff but like you know even queen elizabeth served the military but anyways so like i get okay a little bit but they okay, maybe a little bit. And they said, but also, you know, you can be an aristocrat and have nothing to do with religion. Okay, like, okay, at the very beginning of, of like, arist- aristocracy and, and all this kind of stuff, there were guys that were just, like, military warlords. But, like, when you say that you're an aristocrat and you have no military, there's no religious anything, like, well... Maybe you are, but not in any way that this help this word helps us. So we should just throw away this word aristocrat. It really has no meaning. He's like, you know who you know who is a real fucking aristocrat? It's like you know you know who Cara de Levine is? Yeah, yeah, the actress, yeah. That, that's an aristocrat. And that has nothing to do with any of the shit that we're talking about. So like all these guys are talking about uh, people are peasants and they're an aristocrat. I don't like, let's just get rid of that because, like, you don't. You guys can say where the hell you want, but it doesn't mean anything to me. You don't. You're not saying shit to me when you say you're an aristocrat. Okay. Let, yeah. It, it, as a here's here's further reading. As a dissident, winning the culture war means establishing cultural dominance, which means becoming fashionable. Culture is still downstream from power, but your Hobbit coup will go way better if you have a beefy fifth column within the elf ruling class and a hidden cadre of dark elves who can. Re- emerge to rule the future all right if cult he says culture is downstream from power what does becoming fashionable means it means that you took power and you forced all the institutions within your control to say that the stuff that you like is good well if if that's the case then isn't the argument we need to just be taking power so we can 
make everybody have hairy feet and smoke uh, pipes and eat three breakfasts, right? That, that's what we should be doing, not playing shadow games with, with sneaky elves in the, in, the, in the Imperial Court. Am I wrong? Am, am I missing something? This whole thing is just nonsense. Like, why do you care as an aristocrat or an elf or whatever the fuck you want to call it? What the abortion law? You know, you got you got a bunch of fucking money. You're gonna be able to fly wherever the hell you want to get all this shit done. These rules won't apply to you anyway. So yeah. you know, why, like these kinds of things, like like you don't you don't understand what it means to be like the the you know the ruler. Needless to say, Dobbs versus Jackson, the American Brexit, the legitimate pinnacle of what long seemed an utterly quixotic political goal, is the opposite of a victory in this elven arena of mimetic dominance. Instead, by asserting power over the physical body of elves, who are still elves even if they happen to live in the Hobbit state, Dobbs reminds them of what is the most important in politics, the friend and enemy distinction. And he's absolutely right here. This is what's happening. Dobbs versus Jackson is bringing out the most important thing in politics, the friend and enemy distinction. And who's fr- who are your friends and who are your enemies? And you can see that whenever we talk about, we're talking about Roe or other quote-unquote culture war issues, which is Fredo pointed out, they're not just like, these aren't fashion things. They're not, should we wear bell bottoms or should we wear low rider jeans? No, these are questions about the future of human beings. By the way, the corporations don't understand uh, abortion, women's rights, and stuff as a cultural question. No, uh, I, I, no, and, and well, we could go and we were blue in the face about how yeah they, you know, they want the workforce to be full of women, and then if that means right. there is a food. cultural question about about a woman, and there is an economic reality between 1950 and 2022. There's a, like a react like like pure economics. There's a like I don't think you, you could not come up with a like you could not like be a like an economics guy and come up with a more impactful thing economically than the cultural stuff that came from women's rights. So you know, get the fuck out of here. Well, but this is this is the problem. By the way, we need, we need to wrap soon. We gotta get on stories. All right, this is this. There's like one more point after this. Yeah, this is the this is the heart of the problem. It's a friend and enemy distinction, and there are people who are co-belligerents in a war against a common enemy, but they're not necessarily friends. They don't have the same goals. And what he's saying is, you got to stop doing your Hobbit stuff. It's messing up, messing up my plans. But who cares? So let's get to the end. The, 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 here's, here's the juicy line. Dear Hobbits, what can we, Dark Elves, do for you? We can lead you to victories, which are actual victories. I guess that means, like, things that dark elves want we can help you build a hobbit army which is ready to rule which even feels the right to rule which even has the right to rule this confuses me because hobbits always have to be ruled by elves right is he saying like that we can make an army that'll be to do what we say or is he saying like that we're going to uplift you into elves i I don't doesn't make sense to me can you lower immigration by five or ten (laughs) percent We cannot help you until you are ready to stop struggling reflexively and start fighting strategically. Uh, so, you know, what are actual victories? What does this mean if hobbits can never rule over themselves? But blowing by all that, because I don't think it has an answer, I think this is kind of like... He, he, he wrote an article that's like a condescending accusation to a class of people, and then like he ends it with a paragraph that's like, actually, though, we're still buddies, right? My my only question, and I would like to talk to him about this if we if we possibly could. 
right, what is an elf and what is a hobbit? Who are they? When you, when you say we can do these things for you, what does that mean? Do you mean like software engineers, people who are, are, have read a lot of books? Is it like an IQ thing? Who are these people? What put them in this position that they have the right to rule over hobbits or whatever? Because I'm going to go at this from the perspective of an Americaner, which is the term that he used in UR that I think uh, is a lot less condescending and insulting. Uh, the Americaner are people who came to, who, who've made this country. They came here when it was wilderness. They carved the nation out of it. Like I said, well, my family was here before it was before it was a nation, and they had no problem getting along without elves, unless, of course, you know George Washington and Jefferson were elves, which is a totally different. But here's the thing. I think that his definition of elves basically comes down to clerks. Like, I, we're, these are people who are really good at being email clerks. They're very smart. They have very IQ. They're the people who, by default, rule over the rule over the chuds. I don't think that's a given. In fact, I think that's the the like a, a corruption of of reality. The reality is that the clerks in a coup that he himself writes about very often, and you are, in like the early part of the 20th century, replaced all the people who, would have, who we would have considered our natural rulers with technocratic bureaucrats, you know, like I said, clerks in, in, the, in the early 20th century parlance. Those people don't have the chops to, to govern a nation. And they've made that obvious because they, despite all the benefits of the United States, our vast resources, our isolation, at the time our, we had low population density but we had high resources and the entire rest of the world blew itself up and we were able to just have a huge economic boom. Discounting that part, they've done nothing but ruin the fucking country for uh, not only my entire life but the entire life of my parents. If, if anything, the... the, uh, the Elves have a lot to answer for, right? Like their time. I think that it's it, going back to the Tolkien example that they they are elves, and their time has passed, and it's time for them to get on their little boats and gracefully sail off into the next land. And the age of man will come, and then we can we can not, but we all get along. We'll all be great friends. The elves and the men get along great. We had this one final conflict where we defeated evil, and then we shook hands, and then. All right, your your work here's done. It's it's time it's time to step aside. That's just my opinion, though. Uh, by the way, like you know, what does it take to be a, a, one of these clerks, one of these these uh, clerical workers today? Um, <clears throat> I don't know how much IQ you need to do a V lookup and do a pivot table in Excel, but that's it. That's it. Anything else is like computer programmers and stuff, and we know that they they don't have anything to do with rule. <clears throat> they're just uh, uh, you know sort of kept chained up and stuff. But anyways, okay. Let's, um, sorry about that. You have to apologize for tears for fears. All right. Let's, uh, yeah. Make it look easy. All right. Let's get started <laughs> here. Okay. Um, getting easy. I've, I've got a story here. Um, okay. Uh, July 14th world's largest chicken nugget is over a thousand times bigger than your average nugget. <laughs> Finally, some real news. Yeah. Uh, Bill is, 
you know, by the way, like, so, you know, I, I went and looked at the news today and go on news.google.com, click on us, click on world. It doesn't matter. It is just all, um, January 6th stuff, which like, I, I'm not, I'm not really following that, that storyline. So like, not, I, what am I like? What, who are these persons just going to follow through and like, Oh, there's, there's 12 new stories here today about January 6th. This is just, well, uh, we know we have a friend who like, at work, they watched the, all the Supreme Court hearings and stuff like that. Like their job would just pay them to do this stuff. So like that—that's who that's for. Like I don't think that. I mean, I guess there are some maybe wine moms who do that, but I don't think that's like a normal people thing. No. Right. Okay. So uh, Guinness, the Guinness was contacted. It took him twelve hours to cook it. Uh, it was forty pounds. And uh, let me get his name. What's okay. the street value of a nugget that size in twenty twenty two? Uh, I don't know. He put he put it on he posted on TikTok. His is uh, by the way we must give glory to uh, his name was uh, Nick Di- 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 Giovanni. So, oh yeah, uh, the Italians are to thank for this, and uh, so that is it. The the forty six pounds three point three four ounce nugget. So big big nugget news. Uh, yep. Heat wave across the United States. How are you guys doing with that? You have blackouts? No, I don't live in Texas. Nah, and we don't even really have a we. Just, I mean, it's not really a heat wave here. Just we got reg, regular July weather. I bought a big ass air conditioner in the spring, and I just uh, you can probably hear it in the background because I refuse to turn it off. It, it, it's it's still running. It's chugging along. I have a whole house generator, so even if we lose electricity, I'm should be pretty golden. Electricity actually is one of the few things that hasn't gone crazy with inflation. Like my my heating oil bill had, was painful, but like electricity, man, eh, for whatever reason. All right, no blackouts for me. It's been it's been hot as shit. So I think so the the news news, but I think uh, so company sues Musk over bid to exit forty four billion dollar takeover deal. But I think in the last week it was the no go on. On uh, uh, African American Twitter. Well, sorry, Musk. Musk. He he. It fell through. He's not going to be buying Twitter. He's not. Oh, yeah. okay. African American. Okay. He's not, yeah. not going to be able to set the frogs free. Yeah, I mean he. I mean it. I, if you recall, like I think I said it on the air. If not, maybe I just said it privately to you guys months ago when he did that whole thing where he's like, "Oh, I can't verify the real number of bots." I immediately said at that time, "Oh, he wants out of the deal." <laughs> uh, and he's just going to use that as an excuse to try and get out of the $1 billion breakup fee. And sh- sure enough, that's what's happening. He could still end up buying it, by the way. they c- The settlement to this lawsuit could end up being that he buys it at some lower price. Like, that's not out of the question. Um, but They're literally trying to force him to take it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, obviously, the, the whole bot thing was uh, just, uh, I mean regardless of what Twitter disclosed or it didn't, I mean, he certainly, he's not a complete moron. Like he knew about the the bot situation on Twitter. He's a heavy enough user. So it was obviously just a thing to give him cover to break the deal and get out of the breakup fee. Uh, so let me, let me read this Donald Trump truth, social truth uh, about Elon Musk. Cause people were mentioning it. When Elon Musk came into the White House asking me for help on all of his many subsidized projects, whether it's electric cars that don't drive long enough, 
driverless cars that crash, or rocket ships to nowhere, without which subsidies he'd be worthless. And telling me how he was a big Trump fan Republican, I could have said, drop to your knees and beg, and he would have done it. Now, I didn't check true social to make sure this is legit, but it's been passed around. And if, if it's not true, it's spiritually true. Like this is this is I I I believe it. So uh, we went on um, Fed Post like the day with this news surfaced, and I said that I didn't think it was. I said that I thought it was a, a pump and dump thing, because I I mean that's that's what he does. I mean he's made a lot of fucking money doing pump and dumps on on shit coins and stuff, and this is like a you know if you if you. It's just an inst- like a it's just an instant money maker. I mean, you can he could just dire- directly manipulate the stock market with his Twitter account. Yeah, and also by the way, uh, the idea behind buying Twitter gave him cover to sell a ton of Tesla shares without crashing the market for Tesla shares, <laughs> right? Because if he had just sold a bunch of Tesla shares with no explanation given, people would have taken that as a negative indicator and the price would have gone down, but he used his cover. <laughs> oh, I'm just selling my, te- all these Tesla shares because I need cash in order to buy Twitter. Yeah. Oh, he made a lot of kids. Oh my God. Rip, rip, repost Twitch says he made a lot of kids with pump and dumps too. That, that's hilarious. But even if he did want to buy Twitter, like right after he made the deal, the, 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 the market for, for these social media companies like they crashed and it would have been the way overpaying so like even if you you think that maybe he did want to buy buy them earlier in the year he doesn't want to buy them now at that price that would be that you'd be spending a lot of money to purchase what like i guess you what lord yarvin would call a repeater right like there's value in that but i don't know if overpaying for it that much would be worth somewhere like must did you see Delicious Tacos had a tweet about about uh uh the his latest baby like his twelfth you know <laughs> no going back to the African American thing uh, but anyways um so he he had a tweet that was like uh and it showed the woman it was just like a normal woman you know his secretary or something um he <laughs> was like every woman in America just walk walks into office like the reason why they go to work get there early get their makeup on is to have their billionaire boss um. You know, uh, knock them up. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> we done this one? Yeah. Scient- the- more frog news. Uh, sorry, this is a quick one. Scientists discover a new giant water lily species. Um, it's a brand new species. It's enormous. It is like the biggest water lilies you've ever seen. They're they're it looks like a uh, a trampoline or something. They're gigantic, pretty cool. Um, they found them in Bolivia. They're gigantic, and they're all over the place. And they never found them before. That's it. You got any? Uh, well, there was a general that got suspended for tweeting to Jill Biden. I'm glad you finally figured out what a woman is uh, when they were talking about abortion. But I mean, that's kind of par for the course now, right? He's an army general. Like he's going to get fired from whatever post he had in the army because he he sent a mean tweet to the first lady. I, I think, think a- I think he's actually a retired general that had a consulting deal with the government, and I think they're they're canceling his consulting deal. I think Fredo is. Abs- I just looked it up. Fredo's absolutely right. He had recently signed a contract with the army to command the combined arms center. Yeah, he's retired, and they said no thanks. You sh- probably should not have insulted the commander in chief's wife. 
All right. Uh, we, we, you know, I, I was blowing through like we only had 10 minutes left. We got a good amount of time, but there is there's still some big stories left. Um, all right. Uh, uh, prepare your, your, your buttholes. Biden administration announces new strategy to tackle COVID subvariant. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Uh, White House says BA.5 is responsible for the majority of new infections. Joe Biden's administration has announced a new strategy to tackle the highly contagious BA.5 coronavirus subvariant amid reports that the government was developing a plan to make second booster shots available to all adults. In a fact sheet published on Tuesday, the White House said that BA.5 subvariant of the Omicron coronavirus is already responsible for new, for new cases. The U.S. is averaging about 100,000 new coronavirus cases daily. Hospitalizations have been on the rise. White House would be increased efforts to get more va- people vaccinated. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think this is anything. I mean, whenever a new variant comes out right now, they there is a core of Democratic Party voters. They're a minority, but they're a loud minority that's like out there tracking all these variants and worried about everything. These are the people that are still wearing N95 masks on airplanes and stuff. So when a new variant comes out, like they have to do shit like this to just to look like they care about it to some extent. But like, I, I don't think this has any real practical meaning to regular people that are just kind of over it and don't give a shit anymore. I mean, are they going to try to do like pass a bill to do mail-in ballots to the entire country for the, for the midterms? That's the only thing I could figure that you, you might. I, they, I mean, they could, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know that they can do that constitutionally, right? That's set by the states. I guess they can provide funding for it or something like that. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, then the, the Supreme Court's not as, as hostile to you in that regard. It would, it would be, yeah, that would be hard to do right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and uh, a lot of states already last year banned it so that that wouldn't happen again. Right, like they statutorily banned a lot of those types of schemes. So, you know, and there have been also some negative court rulings. Was it Wisconsin, I think, just last week? Uh, no one pays attention to this stuff anymore, but Wisconsin, I think their Supreme Court ruled that the ballot drop boxes they used in the 2020 election were, in fact, illegal. Um, so effectively, I mean, nothing's going to happen. It's way too late. The election's already certified, but... Effectively, their Supreme Court ruled that Wisconsin's like election results were were invalid. But the practical effect that that has going forward is like they won't be doing drop boxes again in the future. So, I mean, I don't know that there's a lot of mileage. I could be wrong, but I don't think there's a lot of mileage left in that. I hit it, Bogby. I want to hit it, Bogby. Real big story. Eight, uh, well, this is the latest, but you, but we'll describe what happens. Eight conservative candidates in running to replace Boris Johnson. So Bojo is out. This is, is this, you know, <laughs> this, is this a, first off question. So Boris Johnson out leader of the United Kingdom. So the, the first question to answer, is this a populism L? No, I mean, uh, populism L was him taking charge of the country. Like he, he, he didn't do, a Brexit happened and then he just ruled like a, you know, a lib. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he, at the time he took power, he was the populist candidate, right? Like that was the way that he was perceived of the alternatives, like as compared to like Theresa May, 
but you're right. I mean, he certainly didn't uh, govern that way. He had he had kind of Trump hair, and he was talking about the Iliad and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, but that we we how we ruled the stuff that he did was not populist in the least. So uh, I, I don't think it's an L at all. It's like you kind of it's kind of a you get what you deserve moment. This is what's going to happen if you if you are handed the scepter and you don't live up to live, live up to the title. Yeah, I've said this before, uh, but like I, by the way, you can, you can look at, you can look at the, the, uh, the potpourri of candidates that are available to replace them. And, um, they all, they all look, look much worse. Uh, very, very diverse, very, very diverse, especially for a country like England, which I didn't think was that diverse. Yeah, it's extremely not, diverse. You would it, not believe how diverse this, this group is. Yeah, they were bragging about like they had like a, a Brady bunch collage of all the people who were running. Like, like look at this. Like, almost all like there are basically no English people here. This is a, a great a great day in, in English history. It's like, really, wow. really diverse. Really, ironically, diverse. from what I understand, then I could be if anybody has more has been paying attention more closely in the chat. Please let me know, but. My understanding is that the most right wing by far of all the candidates they have is the black lady. Actually, uh, somebody was posting a bunch of her speeches like uh, against CRT and stuff like that. So just strange situation over there. Yeah. Okay. Now here's the comment that the uh, repost Twitch says British politics is so fake. So this, this is basically how I feel. So the problem, I basically just don't analyze British politics. Why? Because first off, so England has this thing, like literally everything happens in London. Like that's just where like all the power is. They're just like in all, they're like all in driving distance, right? So literally every person that has, that has an ounce of power there can, can, can die, can eat lunch together. And they do second off. Like there's one school that literally all the fuck they all come from, they, they all go to Eaton or whatever. And so this like, you know, America looks like, you know, DC is picking up, but like, we've never really had like the capital of America. Now I don't say never, but like there are, there are powerful people in LA. There are powerful people in New York. There are powerful people in, in DC and there are powerful people like in different places. Right. And, and like, literally that is huge. Like there is, there is, you know, there, maybe there's like a friend's Academy in, in DC and there's Stuyvesant in New York, but there is no like 100%. This is literally the best school in, in the United States that all the top people go to. So this government is just literally a conspiracy. It's just, it's just literally a conspiracy. All these people, they know each other. All of them went to school together. They, they all just literally know each other. So it's, it's all fake. It's all fake. This is an accident of, well, I mean, not an accident. Like, like, countries that are, that are big and dispersed, like you, you generate, I won't go that far and say that didn't happen because it kind of happens in France too, doesn't it? Like uh, everything around the the around Paris is like where everything's happening. It's definitely true of London with England. But but I don't think Paris is not as big no, it's, it's, compared. It, it, it's not to, mega to city one in mega city one like like uh, Britain. Like we 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 lucked out that this never happened. Like you know what the most populous state when the country was founded was right? It was Virginia, but there wasn't like a, a a big, any big metropolis there. It was just, you know, everything was spread out. Yeah. I saw, I didn't realize this, but someone pointed out somebody on Twitter. I don't know. It might've been even AOC. was like bitching about how the electoral college saying like, Oh, the problem is like, you know, 
Yeah, I don't know. They were complaining about Montana's electoral votes or some shit like whatever. Doesn't matter. Or it was the set. Yeah, they liked. It was actually the Senate. It wasn't the Electoral College. It was you know Montana or Wyoming or whatever has two senators. No one ever you know anticipated that. And then someone and they <clears throat> the example they used was like, oh, California has like twenty some percent of the population or whatever, and only two senators. And then uh, the response was that like Virginia at one point had like 28% of the nation's population and only two senators. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, and by the way, so I don't live there, so I have a low resolution view. So, you know, I'm sure that like, you know, in reality, there's probably like, Oh, that there's probably a skull and bones of Eaton, you know, and there's a, there's a, a crypts and a bloods of Eaton, but from the outside, the, their leadership is there's just, it's all the same fucking people. So, uh, it, it reeks of oligarchy. And a more coordinated oligarchy, like literally, at least our oligarchy would have to like get on, would have to like get on the phone. These people, they just like they probably all over the same fucking neighborhood. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's all based in one city. It's highly financialized. It's it's the worst case scenario. If you ever wonder why the island is so cursed, that's why. And the and, and worse still, they're a vassal. So like they don't have their they don't really have their own politics in, in the way that they, they even France does. It, it, it's sad. Yeah. I carry like Mariah says London's weird because the economic center and the political center. Yes. I know logo has a, a great, uh, I'm not, I don't see this to be mean, but he has, there's a great quote unquote schizo post about the city of London. Have you ever heard about this stuff? Yeah. Like officially the city of London's like a, a very small couple blocks. Right. Right. And it's like, you know, legally has nothing to do with England, like quote unquote city of London. Like, you know, it is like owned by, you know, uh, uh, Cthulhu or whatever. Yeah. It is uh, it's it's super- like the Federal Reserve, as Frater likes to bring up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, one, one thing Scalia said, which is absolutely true, which uh, there's always going to be um, Americans are always going to like England a little bit more than everywhere else because it's like our parent. This is like this is something Scalia said. Do you agree with this? Yeah. We uh, well. No, not necessarily. Depending on if Matt Iglesias gets what he wants, not that wouldn't be true. But like, yeah, if if uh, America is constituted today, yes. When there's bad politics in Germany, or like something bad happens in Germany versus something bad happens in England, you have a different response as an American, you know? Yeah, and we care about the royalty there, right? Where we don't in, in any other country. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I got some real bad news coming up here. Oh, by the way, by the way, Fredo. I mean, do you have anything? Is there any anything political to take away from Boris Johnson leaving? No, it just seemed kind of like just seemed like they just they wanted him out and they found a bunch of bullshit to get him out. That's about like the most I got out of it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, this is real bad news. Uh, prepare yourself. First, I'm gonna do my best because I've never heard this word in person, even though I'm, I'm a, a big, uh, 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 proponent of it. Charcuterie. Is that right? That is correct. Charcuterie. Charcuterie link to colon cancer confirmed by French authorities. Whew. French health authorities say they have confirmed a link between nitrates added to processed meat and colon cancer, dealing a blow to the country's prized ham and cured sausage industry. National food safety body ANSI's said the study of data published in the subject Supported a similar conclusion in 2015 for the World Health Organization. ANSI's recommends 
reducing the consumption of the range of nitrates and nitrites by deliberately limiting exposure of charcuterie. No. Uh, I By the way, this this is cold cuts. That's what it means. Yeah. Uh, okay. You can take the Smithfield ham from my cold dead uh, <laughs> club fingers. All right. So, uh, my uh, my grandfathers both died in their in their early seventies. Both of my grandmothers lived a very long. My other grand one grandmother lived to be ninety two. The other one is still alive, and she's in her late eighties. It's not the worst thing in the world to die in your seventies, right? Like if I, I, I main <laughs> argu- the, the main argument against this is a, it, yeah, this is a, this is a hell of a philosophical uh, path you've taken with this, with this story. Like if, if if you really want to see your great grandkids and hold them, I get it. Don't eat the nitrates. On the other hand, remember that what, guy. What, what a resounding what a resounding defense <laughs> of, of of charcuterie here. Remember 2020 when that guy, like that that doctor on TV, said, "You know what? We shouldn't even want to live past 75." Like, and everybody got real mad at him for saying that, including me. I was like, "That's horrible," because like you're not productive and you can't have fun anymore. Like since then, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Yeah, he's right. I probably uh-huh. don't want to live past. You, 75. you need to look, look at Roger Moore in his 80s. Yeah, but I mean, you're rolling the dice, and at most, you're not going to be Roger Moore. You're going to be old, and you're going to be pooping yourself, and there's going to be uh, like uh, a person from Barbados who's making minimum wage, and they're going to hit you, and you're going to crack your skull, and you're going to die, and that's what's going to happen. So just eat, eat your fucking Smithfield ham, and you're going to. How old gonna, is how old is Donald Trump? Donald Trump, uh, mm-hmm. early seventies or mid seventies, right? He's, 70, you know? he's seventy six. Uh, well, I'm just exactly banging, banging the bejesus out of Melania. And running, he, and, running the free world, and his ass definitely didn't stay away from cold cuts. So he's he's double fisting Big Macs. So you know, science takes the L on this one. This is an I haven't seen the new French theory search, but this has been floating around for a while uh, with the processed meat stuff. And usually with these studies, there's just a bad <clears throat> they do a bad job at sort of like eliminating confounding factors. So I don't usually put too much like faith in them. Like for instance, I would get, I haven't looked at the French data, but like I would guess that people that eat a lot more cold cuts, right? Cause cold cuts are, it's generally cheap stuff, right? So, I mean, people that eat a lot of cold cuts probably also smoke more, don't exercise as much. You know what I mean? Like that's like a perennial problem <laughs> with this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, oh man. You know, I'm, I'm about to go back to Florida and I just can't, I could not live without Genoa salami, hot cappy, ham. Here's the good news. It's not true. There's no way it's true. They told us that eggs, egg yolks are bad for you, and milk's bad for you, and fat's bad for you, and, bake. <laughs> and none of it's true. If if, you're, if your great-great-grandparents did it, it's fine. Just continue to do it. Like my, I know what they ate, and they ate. You know, they ate the hell out of ham and, and, and high-fat foods, and they drank you know, raw milk. It's it, it, what that that is literally my always my advice. Just find out like when people are online ask like I'm thinking about finding religion. Which religion should I join? You go find out what your grandfather did, and you do that. And like, that applies my, to everything in life. I don't know if my grandpa had gabagool, uh, aka hot cappy, but I, I but I need that shit. 
Yeah, well, you've always been a luxurious person. By the way, did you guys see today someone on Twitter posted there was some completely deranged Vice article that came out a couple days ago about how <laughs> people that drink milk are like creepy. I don't know mm -hmm. if you like it's just like they're you're an uh, if you, yeah, you're like a sicko if you still if you drink milk. But anyway, <clears throat> someone posted in response to that an old newspaper article from the early 30s where Mussolini talks about his breakfast every day of his life was all he would do is wake up and drink a giant glass of whole milk. He's like, that was the breakfast of champions. Yeah. I'm drinking milk right now. The, the, this, the milk thing. I mean, this is like, this is genius. Cause I mean, this is like this, we, we saw this stuff coming. So I had this take like a long fucking time ago, like 10, 15 years ago. I don't know more, even more than that before any woke shit come out where I told remember America where I said, they're going to say that um, the heterosexuality is bad. Yes, it was hilarious. You would you would attack, well, not attack, like you would just like drop it like a, a, a big old turd in the punch bowl. You was like, I, I just think that heterosexuality is like immoral. Like, and, and progressive people would, they would get really itchy because like they couldn't say, well, no, that's stupid. Because they, you know, I guess deep down they, they did believe it. It, it. it seemed ridiculous to me. I thought you were just trolling, but I guess uh, you were just way ahead of the curve. Right. So and the idea is this. It, it's pretty easy. I mean, that, well, now those people will describe it to you. But, I, but uh, this, was one of, this, this was like the slippery slope thing. So, you know, the idea of the progressive religion, the relationships stuff, is that, like, um, there can't be a power imbalance, right? And so, you know, you need to be the same power level, like Dragon Ball Z. Well, man has more power level than woman. So this is like, even if this isn't outlawed now, it will be. It just will be. Like, it just, it just yeah. is. And so this is the same thing with the milk thing. Um, so milk is bad because less, because white people are less lactose intolerant. So th that's, that's all that matters. So why, you know, you know, the logic will make sense eventually. Like they, they will, they will work out the logic. But you'll get there because it just is. Well, there's it's not just, there's 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 that there's it's good for you, so they hate it. They hate things that are good. They just literally hate things that are that are good. This is just a race thing. Okay, yeah, all right. But I, I mean, I don't. I know you're wrong. They also don't like it because it's good. It's good for you. It's a good thing, and, and that's that's it, it, there is. I do think there's a piece of it that it makes you big and strong, and they don't like that. I think that is part. I mean, the race thing is definitely part of it, but I also think the the big and strong, the same because they don't like meat for the same reason. That that's not racial. Like you know, people don't have a, a trouble digesting meat because of their race. It's just, that's just it. You know, it makes you big and strong. There's an obvious link between these two things, but you can't say it because you get you kicked off of Patreon. So so I won't. Huh. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> but let's keep going. Uh, by the way, the the, and it, 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 the actual genetics of it. I don't think it's white white. I think it is. If your parents um. You know, you used to back like in the old days, you could either raise crops or you uh, ate cheese and goat. You ate cheese, you raised you raised livestock. It's like an Indo-European thing, right? Yeah, it, it's and it's specifically Scandinavians have the lowest uh, rates of lactose intolerance, which is that's why really? Mussolini. The, yeah, it's a nor it's Northern Europe. They have the the highest rate of tolerance, I guess, of lactose. Um, that so it's like it's kind of an Aryan thing in and of itself, which also makes the Mussolini thing very funny. <laughs> that that makes total sense because, like, uh, I don't imagine it's it's easy it's easy to grow watermelons in uh, Gothenburg, you know. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, yeah, but you, you know, you can, you can have cows and stuff. Okay. We make it look easy. <laughs> I got a question for you two guys. I wanted to pose it the other day, but I forgot. I was reading a news article, and the article was talking about a brawl that broke out in in some place, like an airport, or whatever. You know, you know, the deal. And I was thinking, I've been in I don't know a handful of fist fights in my life, but I've never been in a brawl. Have either of you guys ever been in a brawl? I got to think about that. I don't think so. Yeah. Are you allowed to talk about it? Or is this one of those things you can't? Uh, I mean, it's just like uh, drunk guys house party. We kind of like. This is not, it's not super interesting, but a lot of people throwing hands. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I feel like that. Yeah, a long time ago, I made a tweet where I said like, it's it's hard to trust a guy if he never he's never been in a fight, right? Because it's just like, mm-hmm. if you were never in a fight, like even when you were a kid through school, you must have either been like, well, I guess someone like you, when you were like an ogre, and maybe people wouldn't wouldn't uh, want to fight you. But, but more it, likely, it was the, it was the opposite. I mean, it, it, I mean, in general, maybe yes. But there are the Napoleon complex guys that would just come straight up to you and want to fight me because I was big. Right, right. So like, I, I you can't really trust someone who's never been in a fight because you don't really know. Uh, my my initial re- reaction would be like you were way too deferential to people. Like people did stuff to you you shouldn't let them do. But you know whatever. But like I thought to myself, you know, man, have by never being in a brawl does that like make me. Is that just something about me? No, I mean, no, because so most of the brawls I've seen on Twitter are like airports or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, restaurant customer service situations. <laughs> and like those are not situations where it's like worth brawling. Most people are not going to get into a brawl these days. It's a it's a pretty rare. Like, so if you join a fraternity, you'll get in a brawl. The problem, the problem with the brawl thing. So first off, like, um, don't fight someone that's not your peer. It's not your peer yeah. peer. If you, you don't fight random people, you'll get your ass killed, right? So there's not like, uh, or there's a video going around this last week. Some guys started fighting, uh, I think it was in Brazil or something, because of a mean mugging incident. And uh, dude pulled out a pocket knife and just gutted his neck. I and saw that, yeah. Bled it's, out in it's Australia, New, New Zealand, yeah. Right. Or these guys were from New Zealand, yeah. Right. So first off, you don't fight someone that's not your peer. You can fight your brother or fight someone from your your class or uh, in a rival fraternity or something. If you know them, you know, they're, they're not insane. Uh, and so, you know, the brawl, this, this is kind of fraternity thing, but that is a pretty limited situation where like, we knew that these people are peers, right? So no one's, no one's likely to shoot someone because we all have the equal amount to lose, you know, but th- that's a pretty rare situation. These days. Yeah. You know, I took, I had to take my mom to the doctor. Whenever it's not important. I had to take her to the doctor. I don't know. A, a couple months back in, after we went to the doctor, because we're chuds, we like we, we like we went by Arby's, right, to get a get a Rube, one of those uh, fast food Reuben sandwiches, right. And in front of us, in the there was a person who had gotten out of her car and went up to the window, and she was just screaming like a, a crazy person screaming at the cashier, like the little girl working the window, and she I mean, she's just screaming at her, pointing, doing all this foaming at the mouth, and my mom like rolls down the window and like starts yelling at the crazy woman, and I'm like. What the fuck are you? Don't do that. Like you, you understand. Like you know, you're, you're a sixty year old like housewife. You don't want to get into a uh, into a fight with a crazy person at the drive thru. Like you don't think about what's going on in that person's life that makes them do that. Like you, you have a lot more to lose than that person. But it's like the 
the boomer mentality. I guess Kent's they, couldn't they had see more that. equality. They had more equality back then. See, this right, she, the, she, she, she you, told me, she, she specifically told me like, you know, well, when I was, when I was uh, 20 years old, I got into a fight with this person, whatever. I was like, yeah, but you were like, you knew all these people because you were bump, you're all bumpkins. You knew this bitch from down in the holler and you hit her in the face, whatever. You knew she wasn't going to pull out a knife and kill you. You don't like, you're, you're in the city. It's not a big city, 40,000 people. That's still enough people. You don't know which ones are completely insane. There's no reason to ever get into a, a stupid fight with somebody over, you know, over something like that. But, Sorry, continue. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, right. So, so you know, the, the deal with that is, you do that if you are you're you're both at, you're at the yacht club, you know, and it's not it's not part of the staff. If you're at your church, if you're you know, it doesn't matter as long as they're peer. They need to be peer. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you're both you're both coming at this with you have the same amount to lose. You you're, you had the same experiences. Like the, I saw the video of the guy and like. The guy pulls out a knife and he's waving it, and the other guy just like walks towards him very casually. Like you're not going to stab me with that knife, but like because he wouldn't do that, he wouldn't stab somebody with a knife. The problem is, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't consent, right? It only matters what the guy with the knife thinks. But anyway, I, I just wondered about the, the brawling thing. So brawl, or we we're agreed brawls aren't really good. Like a fist fight for a young man could build character, but a brawl not necessarily. Yeah. Can you pull up something on Twitter? I just added you in a general tweet. Yeah, sure. All right, go ahead, Fredo. Oh, no, I was just going to agree with Merrick saying, yeah. Wait, I don't see it. What? Um, okay, I'll send you. I'll... Get that air. Okay, I'll send you like, uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, so like I said, uh, I don't know, brawls is kind of a thing of the past. There's there's too many guns, too many knives. Uh, like, if it's your brothers, then you can fight them. Otherwise, no. Um, but, yeah. Okay, uh, I just put the link up. I'll go ahead and uh, find the next story, but there's the link. Do we do we have any any business to do with the January sixth stuff? I didn't watch any of it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. I, I I found the tweet. Let me. Uh, All right, throw it. Up. I remember this. <laughs> I need to fuck up this Burger King cashier and make it look like their fault. Please advise. This is bog beef to Bab for the hefty hair specs. <laughs> Bab replies, people recall what they hear more than what they see. So while you're swinging your fists, chairs shout, quote, I don't want any trouble, end quote, over and over again. Witnesses will remember you saying this more than whatever came beforehand <laughs> and believe you acted in self-defense. Parenthetically, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. That's I one can... of the fucking all-time best Twitter replies I've ever seen. <laughs> what makes this the last part? Like, yeah, actually, you are acting in self-defense. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that, that shit is, is uh, hilarious. Okay, I'll delete that real quick. Okay, <laughs> uh, so uh, did you guys watch any of the January 6th stuff? I did not. No. Nope. Who cared? Yeah. Uh, you got any more stories? We're at the end of time here. I mean, there's I the not. email stories, but I don't want to get killed by the CIA, so we'll just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ixnay on that ship. <laughs> All right, guys. I mean, that, that, was a, that was a great episode. A lot of fun. Um, I've still got to get out last week's. Um, hope everybody enjoyed the, uh, the Seneca Scott thing. That was cool, too. Uh, we had a straight-up animal husbandry episode. That's not something you're going to get in many places. Yeah, yeah he's the goat. Yeah. 
Um, that yeah, that that was funny. Uh, so yeah, I'll get out last week's and I'll get out tonight. So we'll we'll have to uh, literally edit that part. But yep, all right, guys. Uh, someone says this Tink George jam's coming. Yes, yeah, he he's um he's, he's demanded to, to get in the studio with us tomorrow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have we'll have him back on. He's he's been doing uh, great great stuff about that. Thanks everybody for coming out. Yeah, that was that was a, a lot of fun for live show. All right, guys. Making their way the only way they know.